Arnithology. That's what the list is called, the Arnithology. We we could call it the Hey Arnold podcast. I mean, that was the title of your original email. I know. <laughs> it was it was really weird because when I first got that email, I assumed you were sending me something about Hey Arnold. Hello and welcome to the Arnithology with me, Ben Hyten. And me, Alex Belletti. Uh, this is a completely unofficial, unauthorised, unrehearsed, unscripted, maybe uninteresting it may be banned. Arnold Schwarzenegger podcast yeah. in which Alex and I are going to watch all of the films starring Arnold Schwarzenegger in order from start with Hercules in New York. I might even watch some that he just... One scene. All the way through yeah. to wherever he is in the present day when we get there. Um, so these are the films where Arnold Schwarzenegger is credited with a, a major role. So yeah. there are a couple of films as we go down this list where we're going to tell you what we're going to watch. Uh, that he's only in a scene or two and we're not counting those as canon. But we will probably comment on them anyway. You might even watch them. Well, we might do. The Rundown? I'm definitely going to watch it. Exactly. So, um, before we get into the list of films that we're actually going to be covering over the next few weeks, months, years, why don't you tell me a little bit about your history with Arnold Schwarzenegger? I will. I hope it, this doesn't take us years, but it may well do. There's at least 40 odd films and one a week. Arnie, Arnie, Arnie. My history with Arnold Schwarzenegger begins probably. Around about the age of eight or nine. I don't know. Whenever Running Man came out. I was 87, so... I was seven. seven. So maybe I was eight or nine years old, just like I said, um, when it was out on VHS. And my dad would watch it first, being a good dad, make sure there wasn't anything in it too bad. He may have even fast-forwarded through one or two bits that he really didn't want us to see. But otherwise he said, it's fine, it's an okay film. And I, we'd watch the whole thing. He be, he was an icon quite instantly for me as soon as I started getting into action films. For me, he was my first experience of watching action heroes. Um, it took a turn when uh, my stepbrother and I, I think we had seen Predator or Total Recall. And we we were we were saying he's the greatest living actor of all time. Uh, the most entertaining actor, I think. We we thought he was funny, and we were kind of we were laughing at him, but we we thought also maybe we were laughing with him. I think for us it was a bit of a joke, but we did make a pledge that we would get hold of and watch all of Arnie's movies. Now at that time there weren't as many. I think that the latest one, by the time we really started getting into it, the one that was being made and and coming out in the cinema was. Like True Lies, that was the next. Okay. So everything was out already when we started taking this pack seriously and we actually went for it around about 13, 14, I think it was. I went through this interesting transition of thinking of Arnie as a bit of a joke. It's kind of fun to collect all his films and follow. I never really cared about actors' careers, but to follow an actor's career was weird for me at the time, even though I was into film. And ending up with actually seeing him doing what is quite a good performance, was like, oh, there's something special about this guy. It, it, you're, t- you're talking yeah. about True Lies. True Lies, yeah. Uh-huh. 
something special about this guy. I think also Terminator 2 was the one that, that sort of did it for me. So here's the sort of bit of embarrassing bit about it. So that's just an interest in Arnie and his, his films. The embarrassing bit is there was a moment there for a while where I sort of got into bodybuilding and things like that. And I think I sort of admired the guy. Uh, it was kind of obvious that he was a bit of a hero of mine. Um, and I'm not embarrassed at all now to say it because it feels like another lifetime ago. Um, and I don't model myself on him in any way. Um, as is evidenced by my very plump physique. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, there was a period, uh, I mean, I've known you for about 15 years now, and there was a period not long after I had first seen it where people would come around to your flat in Bournemouth, mm. people that we knew and worked with, Yeah. and uh, invariably it would get to a point where I'd go, show them the picture, show them the picture, because yeah. <laughs> you had a framed yeah. picture of you, what are you, 14, 15 no, I was seventeen then. Oh, actually, right, okay. Yeah. Um, in a in a in a very actually recognisable Arnie pose. Yeah. Uh, in a uh, unitard. Yeah. Um, it was a rowing outfit. So, but it, but yeah. the, the whole point of the the pose was to show off that you'd been working, been out, working and, out and trying to had some trying muscles. To build yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you weren't. Don't take this the wrong way. You weren't anywhere near the Arnie. I was size. no no Mister Olympia. That's um, for sure. But you may have been about the size Arnie was at you know. Seven, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, being uh, only being six one and me yeah. being me being five seven, so you know, uh, not 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 possible. Yeah, um, yeah. So so that happened. I was I was into sports and fitness and whatever. Um, and uh, there's there's something about you know muscling, getting muscled up. Um, I think it's become more of a trend now um, because of the superheroes, superhero movies. And I think it was a trend around the time that Arnie was breaking into film and breaking into his career. I think during the during the sort of early nineties, it became less of an issue. Like no one really cared if their action heroes were buff or not. Um, that's my opinion. So I'm I'm just want to ask you a question, yeah. and and you know, there's nothing attached to this, but um, I think it's something that we're going to touch on when we go through <clears throat> the films when we're actually watching his films. Mm. Um, but do you think at that time it's safe to say that for whatever reason, uh, you know, however ironically or whatever, he was something of a role model to you? For sure. Okay. He was an icon. And um, at, at that time, having somebody to look up to, um, being, being sent away to school and not having my dad around, it was a thing, like, you know, to have a male figure that I could, I could look up to. So that was a thing. Um, and again... Yeah, it was. I was hiding behind a sort of, oh, yeah, he's funny and it's ironic. But um, now, older, thirty-five, looking at, looking back at those times, and and also taking it seriously and saying, is a is he's a real man. He's a real person. He wasn't just an idol. He had a philosophy himself of how to live life, and he's gone on and done some quite amazing things. Um, one thing I will say though is that at no point did I really care about him or like the, any gossip that was going on about him or whatever it's quite a, that's a yeah. more modern phenomenon anyway yeah. i think if yeah women, um, the womanizing let's just be clear right, that's okay. what i'm talking about <laughs> i didn't care about that i wasn't thinking about that um, i'm not into celebrity gossip anyway yeah um i don't really care about his personal life um and that's something that i'd like to say i don't really want 
this podcast to be about. I, I think it's something that neither of us are particularly interested in. And, and while this isn't a, an attempt to whitewash any of the slightly darker or negative accusations levelled against Arnold, no way. Uh, I think they have to come up as part of the discussion organically. True. And we're not going to devote an episode to his affairs. No. Uh, alleged. Yeah. Or otherwise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, you know, the guy's a dude, right? And, yeah. and an icon uh, and a legend of of the action hero genre spanning, uh, you know, the early eighties. Well, right, right up until a career break, and even now, still doing films that. I think there's something that put him there as that, an action hero that sort of transcends quality control. Um, and and I, I I would tend to say the same thing that I would say to people about Tom Cruise if they say, oh, I don't like Tom Cruise. And I think that's fine if you don't like Tom Cruise. Mm. I don't like Arnold. That's fine if you don't like Tom, um, Tom Arnold. No, mm. it's fine to like not like Tom Arnold, even though he's in True Lies. He's excellent. In that. Uh, but it's fine to say that about Arnold as well. But I think what you can't deny about <clears throat> either of those guys is there is only one Tom Cruise. There yeah, is only yeah. one Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And, the, and that, is where my interest in him comes from. Um, it's nowhere near, near as deep-seated as, as yours, but f- in a very short space of time, I'd say in the course of two or three years, from about age eight to age 10, I saw Terminator 1, Raw Deal, Predator, Twins, and The Running Man. The Running Man, Okay. Yeah. Now, at the same time, I was getting into things like Mad Max. Mm. Uh, I had seen uh, one of the Die Hard movies, probably the first Yeah, he one. certainly wasn't the only guy doing action. But the <laughs> difference was is that I knew, Mad, uh, I knew Mel Gibson from Mad Max, but I also knew him from other types of movies. He was yeah. a dramatic actor. He was a comedic actor in strictly comedic yeah. or strictly dramatic films. What was it? Mutiny on the Bounty or something? No. Yeah, yeah, the Bounty and The Year of Living Dangerously. And the same was true of... Bruce Willis. Bruce mm. Willis was moving into action films, but he had also done Moonlighting yeah, and, sure. and Blind Date and all these things. Yeah. And what was clear to... I mean, I'd never seen anyone like Arnie before. <laughs> yeah. He's a just a machine. And just he's a so Hulk. He's a Hulk. He's one of the first, most recognisable guys that I knew by name. And yeah. if I pointed at an Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. movie in the video store, I knew what I was getting. I knew yeah. I was going to be yeah. entertained. And um, and I think, you know, that's not to say that there's anything wrong with Bruce Willis or any of those other guys. But when you when you sort of run out of those films very quickly, like you catch up with Conan, Total Recall comes out and you and your buddies are getting together. You know, you can rewatch the VHS movies, the, the VHS tapes of those other movies. Um, but you start to say there must be more. There must be more like this. So you look at Seagal and you look at Jean-Claude Van Damme. And it did, did. Some of those films are good, but they didn't deliver in the same way. Yeah. Dolph, uh, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, sure. You uh, know, Universal Soldier, for instance. Louis, Lundgren and, yeah. and Jean Claude Really, really doesn't great deliver. film. But then, but then, if you go and watch all of Dolph Lundgren's other movies, nothing. Or you go and watch Jean Claude Van Damme's other, movies, you've got to trek through the shit, and you know that yeah. at that age. And they got nothing on on Arnie as well. That's the other thing. Yeah. Uh, Lou Frigno even like doing the whatever he was doing the Hulk TV series. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. that was his only thing, I think. Really going on, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you, you're right. And so, the, he, that's that's another reason that we both share that you obviously say more explicitly in your history of why why we're doing this. It's not just 
because he's done some he's done some funny action films and yeah he was governor of california and it's weird he's has this weird eclectic career right and a bodybuilder turned actor that's not as much the reason as it is that there is there's only one arnold schwarzenegger this and and that might be silly to say but you make the tom cruise comparison and i think that again it's fair to say there's a devotion yeah. and a work ethic yeah. that I would say that they both share. They will the work other hard. actors don't necessarily have. They'll work hard every minute yeah. on a film to give the audience what they think the audience wants. Yeah. And actually, it will be interesting to see where Arnold's commitment to do that has sometimes led him down the wrong path. For sure, I was just about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, sometimes there's misses right? for both of those uh, actors. Absolutely. But I don't yeah. think he's someone that you could say... And this is not to say that he should have won Oscars for acting at all. I think we no. know that he works within a, a certain range. But he doesn't phone it in, and that's the difference. And there are films that you can see with those other actors. Mostly. Even Sylvester Stallone, who I think is a very, very yeah. creative and talented yeah. guy. He, sometimes he's sleepwalking through a film. Yeah. And I could really only think of yeah. one film, actually, that I think I've seen Arnold do that in. You know, and I think actually, and again, I don't want to bring Tom Cruise into it too much, but he's he's here. He's in the conversation right now. He's right here, actually. And, yeah, hey, Tam. Um, Woo! <laughs> that's, it. that's it. That's his thing, isn't Get off it? off the sofa, Tom. Yeah. Is this thing of, they both had, they both had, they had something to fight against, right? They had, so for Arnie it was, oh, he's got a weird accent, and now oh, he's a meathead, and Oh, he's a crap actor. And it was always, he's a crap actor. That that was the thing. Oh, he's so terrible. No one can understand yeah. what he says. And I think Sly as well, a little bit. Yeah, no one can understand what he says, Sly. And and for Sly, it was, you know, he, he, he had, had a stroke. A, he had a stroke, exactly. And so, um, and the same thing as well. I think it's a bit, there's a tiny bit of bigotry going on there with, with Arnie or xenophobia, which like, it's not that hard to understand, actually. You can understand him and... And it was evidenced by the fact that in the first film that we'll watch and review, um, he he was dubbed. And it may be that his English was bad, but he was dubbed in the original release. Yeah. Um, and there were some moments where, sure, yeah, it's difficult to hear him. Because we, we, we're going to watch the um, the original version, aren't we? With undubbed, the, yeah. undubbed, yeah. But I think having to fight against those things is also part of what creates the work ethic. So whilst I'll credit both those people with... Like, yeah, they're going to push hard, they're going to work hard. I think having something to overcome, I don't know what it was with Tom Cruise. Maybe it's his height, I don't know. It's like being told perhaps you can't be a, a strong film presence because you're small. Well, well let's not get hung up on yeah. Tom Cruise. That's we, I don't conversation want to. for another time. Totally don't want to. But again, I'm, I'm, we're talking about actors, I'm talking about work ethics. And we've noticed in preparation for this that Arnie certainly has a strong one. And, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and we, we admire that. And I think that's going to be interesting as we work our way through this to see where he his career goals suddenly shift. Yeah. And uh, I think something that you can't ever accuse him of is resting on his laurels. It's not a case of oh, I'm the highest paid actor in Hollywood. Um, so I'll you know I'll I'll stop. I'll go and do an independent movie, or I'll become a painter now. It's it's what's the next thing what's the challenge what's the next big challenge and I think it'll be interesting to pick out those signposts and there are some clear ones and there are some that are a bit more nebulous that I think you kind of have to take his body of work as a whole yeah. to appreciate while well, he's really stepped it up here to something else actually yeah. and for, for for me it's noticing also it's not just about 
stepping up in terms of his acting career. Mm. It seems as though acting was just one of the strings to the bow that he was yeah. trying to establish and create. And I think we'll discover some other talents as we go along as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not least of all, cigar smoking. Yeah. Um, or, or cowboy hat collections. Yeah. <laughs> cowboy boots more, to be yeah. honest, but there you go. So uh, let's, should we run down <laughs> the films that we are actually going to include? Uh, we can mention some that we're going to kind of skip over, but the, I think it's what, what we're really looking at here is where he's, uh, in the early days where he's near the top of the bill, you know, co-star or a lead actor, and then a bit later on where he's he's making a significant cameo uh, or, you know, a, a supporting role. Yeah, so we'll mention every film, yeah. and but we'll say whether we're going to skip it and not devote a whole episode to and I, and I his, think his appearance. One of the other things that we're going to talk about as we go along is, is, you know, Arnold has always been in love with America, made America his home. Yeah. He, he would run for president if he could. He loves America. He loves cowboy boots and all of that. And he seems to love playing American characters <laughs> yeah. that just happen to have an Austrian accent. It's insane. Um, so what I want to do as we go through this list is see if I can remember what his character names yeah. okay. were. Okay, cool. Okay, so um, first up we've got 1969, Hercules in New York. I'm going to guess he's called Hercules. A good one. Well done. One point for you. Uh, which I... I'm, so I had I had never seen Hercules in New York yeah. until we initially talked about doing this and we watched it and recorded an episode for that several months ago that for various reasons we never followed up. So I have seen it now, but I hadn't seen it of my own volition. Yeah. Uh, no, number two, 1973, The Long Goodbye. This is not a film that I would say he's top. Top billing. No, that's a cameo, and he I think doesn't even have a name. He's uncredited actually in this film. I think he is. So guess the name, bouncer or heavy or something like yeah. that. It's a hood. Yeah, there you go. Back when people were called hoods. Yeah. Number three, 1974. Happy anniversary and goodbye. It's a TV movie. Yeah, never with Lucille, never heard of it. Lucille Ball. Is that right? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I had never heard of it before this list, so I don't know who he is in that. Yeah, it's again, it's one scene, and he just. Has sex with Lucille Ball? No, that Shame. doesn't happen. Shame. I think he just gives her a massage. Right. He shows up at her apartment, gives her a massage, and whatever. Um, you can find it on YouTube if you want to see that scene. We won't be doing an episode on that. Number four, 1976, Stay Hungry. Which I have not seen. And I uh, do not know. What's his name? <laughs> Hungry Joe. Nope. <laughs> Is it... Uh, Simon Tay Hungry. Nope. <laughs> it's uh, his name is Joe Santo. Hungry Joe. That's yeah. what I said. Really Austrian name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number five, nineteen seventy-seven. It's a documentary. It's not a film. So he's himself. Uh, pumping Iron. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Yes. Another point for you, which I've not seen. Number uh, six. 1979. Now, I would say that, with the exception of Stay Hungry, I don't know if it's an exception, this is, again, his, his, this is only his second, like, I leading think, major role. leading role. Cactus Jack, 19, uh, 1979. Um, what's he credited as? Jack Cactus? Nope. Handsome Stranger. <laughs> Doesn't even have a name. 
Um, and that's a major role, is it? It, it, it? Well, he was playing alongside, I think it was... Kirk Douglas. Kirk know, Douglas that, yeah. and Dolly Parton, I think, isn't it, as well? Okay, I don't know. Number seven, 1979, Scavenger Hunt. Yeah, never heard of that one yeah. either. No, I, I haven't seen any of these. I've seen it, but I barely remember it. I've seen all of these. I've, I, the only that, ones, the thing the only one so far that I've seen is The Long Goodbye. Okay, number eight is uh, 1980, The Jane Mansfield Story, another TV movie. Does he play it's not a major Jane one. Mansfield? Nope. It's it, uh, The name is Mickey Hargitay. Number nine, 1982, Conan the Barbarian. What's his name? Conan T. Barbarian? Nope. You almost had it. It's just Conan. Oh, he abbreviated it. He did. Yeah. I'm going to give you a point. I've seen it. Number 10, 1984, Conan the Destroyer. What's his name in that? Conan T. Destroyer. Wrong again. It's just Conan. Oh, God damn it. I was nearly there. Uh, number 11. The Terminator. What's his name? Terminator. That's what he's credited as, yeah. I think it's safe to say that unless we point out any that we haven't seen from this point, we've seen all of these. Yeah. Uh, number 12. Uh, Red Sonja. 1985. Now, I would have said that he plays Conan in that, but he's not credited as that, is he? No, he's not. So go on. Calidor yeah, is so his that, name in that. That'd be interesting. I remember Red Sonja being really rubbish, but they are I, I supposed haven't to seen be... it since the 80s. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I think I have actually seen it since then. Um, but it's, it's not... I don't believe it's great. I think they're in the same universe. They're supposed oh, to be. Oh, they are for sure, because yeah. it's Robert E. Howard, yeah. Yeah. So he may have... He may actually be still... Conan. Undercover. Yeah, but have been given the name Calador, is my remember. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, it's a title, right? It's a... Or something. Yeah. Number 13. Mm-hmm. 1985. Commando. Jan Matrix. Good work. It's hard, hard to forget that kind of name. It sure is. Number 14. 1986. Raw Deal. Now, there's two names. He hasn't. Yeah, I only know one of them. Yeah. Joseph Brenner. Good work. It's Joseph P. Brenner, but I'll give it to you anyway. And the other one is Mark Kaminsky. I was going to say Max Kaczynski, so that wasn't too bad. Pretty close. Number 15, 1987, Predator. I just know Dutch. Dutch, Dutch. that's it. That's what he's credited. Just Dutch. Number 16, 1987, The Running Man. Uh... Well, he's named after... He's got the same name as me. Ben Richards? That's right. Ben Richards. The Butcher of Bakersfield. That's it. The Butcher of Bakersfield. Right. Number 17, 1988. Red Heat. Uh, Ivan Danko. Good work. Captain Ivan Danko. Whatever. Yeah, you know. the man, not the rank. Rank's important. totally the wrong way around. Go on. (laughs) Is that that how it is? Salute the rank, not the man. Salute the rank, not the man. Uh, like salute the man, not the rank. You know, yeah, totally. We're not in the army. Fuck them. Okay, <laughs> support the troops. That's what. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Number eighteen, nineteen eighty-eight. Also, twins. What's his name in that? Julius Benedict. Good work. You're on fire, man. Hey, Julius Benedict Arnold. Benedict Arnold. That's getting cut, ignore that. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> 1990. Total Recall. 
Two uh, names again. Yeah, Hauser. I don't know if you ever hear his first name. Hauser. He is just credited as Hauser. And Douglas Queed. Good work. Brother of Dennis. Nope, not related. <laughs> Number 20, 1990, Kindergarten Cop. What's uh, his name? Is he another John? It certainly is, yeah. Kimball? That's right. Detective John Kimball. Again, as far as I know... All-American John Kimball. No John Kimballs in Austria. By this stage, I think Arnie's American, as far as people are concerned, yeah, I mean, with a weird about, accent, right? Talk about suspension of disbelief. Yeah, that's it. This guy's an all-American hero. This guy's... A- as American as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> that, I think that's a thing that people say. They do. Yeah. He's replaced apple pie. It's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Give me a slice of that Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I bet you there are sandwiches all over America called the oh, Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Yeah, it's full of meat. Well, they started their own restaurant, didn't they? It's a, no, it's, it's an actual beef cake. Jesus. <laughs> Good one. Number 21, 1991. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Now, this is this is hard, this one. I you know forgive you if you don't get well, it. Well, I mean, I guess he is the Terminator, but... Again, yeah, that is what he's credited as. I, they should really be credited as, like, good Terminator, spoiler, or the T-800 or something like that. It's not on the credits, and yet... Yeah, yeah. He is... The other Terminator is credited as the T-1000, I suppose right? the, the hook with that film was actually going in. I didn't, anyway. I didn't know that he was good. And you also... That is the hook. And you also don't know that there are other Terminators. You might. Uh, if you went in yeah, not having seen kind, trailers, I, right? Yeah, that's fair. You don't yeah, always know that but, there yeah, is right. another Terminator. And the point is, is I'm not entirely certain that anybody ever knew that it was the T-800 and the T-1000. And they had these classifications. Number 22, I think it will be a mistake to devote a whole episode to this because it's 1993, the film is Dave, Yeah, and Arnold Schwarzenegger appears in it, and guess what he's credited as? He's playing himself. Yeah, Arnie. Yeah. Um, 1993, it's number 23, Last Action Hero. So, I mean, he does appear as himself in that one as well, but he also appears... In the guise of... The Last Action Hero. He's got a character... Yeah. I honestly can't remember. And I, I, that's shocking, isn't uh, it? It's okay. It's okay. What is it? Another all-American name. Jack Slater. Jack Slater, of course. Jack Slater 4. That's it. Jack Slater. Which is really funny. Because right there, you've got them self-referencing the fact that Arnie, throughout his career at this point, is the top action yeah, hero. Yeah, yeah. And he well, has names like Jack Slater. We're going to get into this when we get into the episode. I think there's more going on than that, actually. But let's this not talk certainly about that certainly is. Let's not talk about that now. Okay. 1994, number 24. True Lies. Harry Tasker, but Good he work. does also appear in the, he takes on another identity of Harry Ranquist. That's right, Harry Ranquist. How that about that? True. Yeah, good. That's not even credited. You yeah. get you get points. I'm for better it. than IMDb. Fact. Well, number twenty-five, nineteen ninety-four, Junior. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. This you is wouldn't one remember of, as This is one of the only films... You've not seen this one? No, in this yeah. period that I haven't yeah, seen, yeah. no. Because uh, <clears throat> at that age, I didn't want to see a man give birth through his penis. I didn't understand what the film was no, about. wrong, wrong. Uh, yeah, I didn't know, but I just I couldn't get my head around it, and I thought, that's not funny, so I didn't watch it. it it's not funny, if that's what you thought I'm it was going to be. Though. I'm open to you're, it, You're open to a man giving birth through his penis. No, I understand science now. Yeah. The science of... of... Guys giving birth to babies? Yes. Number 26, 1996. Eraser. Yeah, it's another John. It certainly is. Kruger. And some extra bonus points for his full title and nickname. Special Agent John the Eraser Kruger. Ooh, so close. U.S. Marshal John <clears throat> the yeah, Eraser Kruger. Marshall, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to give you one point. <laughs> it's your favourite up next, number 27, 1996 also. Jingle All The Way. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why his character. You get a million points if you get his Uh, character name. Barney Crimble. (laughs) Nope. Again, an all-American name. Yeah. Howard Langston. Who could forget that classic character in that classic film? My favorite. How do you do? How do you do air quotes on podcasts? Um, With your tone of your. You do it like this. Oh, next is my. Favourite. Like that. There you go. That's what, I, what he said. Number 28, 1997. Batman and Robin. Mr. You're not taking me to the cooler. Freeze. <laughs> I'm going to minus some points for you. Just, just, just because. Hmm? His real life name is uh, Dr. Victor Freeze. <laughs> No, it's not. Honestly, F R I E S. That's how I don't know how you. It's it's like French fries, but trying to say yeah, it like wrong. freeze. Yeah, yeah, amazing. How right. do you spell French fries? F R I E S. Yeah, so spelt right. Oh, so his name's Fries. Correct, but it's trying to. You'd have to say it right, Doctor Victor Fries. Yeah. All right, like Arnie would say it. Next, so. Number 29, 1999. End of Days. Great character name. Jericho Kane. Again, I don't know anyone from Austria called Jericho. Correct me if I'm wrong. Write in. Email in. Biblical name, though, isn't it? Jericho Kane. It's possible. Really, really biblical. Yeah. (laughs) So it's possible. Yeah. But it's not typically Austrian. Number 30, in the year 2000. The Sixth Day. Yeah, I have no idea. I've seen it, but I don't know. Adam Gibson. Yeah. You know, like, at this point, I know a... we're going to come back to it, right? But I really have to say, what's going on? They're not trying. Like, you're, re- you're reading the script, right? Your producer, your casting director. Do you know what? Adam Gibson? Do you know who he it's sounds like? like? He's that character, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know who's really hot after this Matrix movie? Keanu... Reeves, let's see if we can get him for Adam Gibson. Perfect. Yeah. No way, I'm not interested. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, Arnie's got a free slot. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Maybe we should do a quick rewrite and just do find, replace with Adam Gibson to, I don't know, Anatoly. Anatoly? <laughs> yeah, How is that more Anatoly Gorbachev or something. Yeah. Uh, no, no, we don't have time. Let's, let's shoot this thing. Adam Gibson it is. All American yeah. guy that works at a 
Millie's cookies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what the hell? Are you really? Like, but I guess they've been doing it. What are we, year 2000 now? They've been doing it for 20 years, not trying to change his name to anything European, even. I wonder if he was insisting, like, I just want to be accepted. And yeah. We've been getting away with it for 20 years. So yeah. What's the problem? Number 31. The year 2002. Collateral Damage. I barely remember this film. I want to say that he's another Harry in that one. But, no. Uh, is he not? Don't. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Gordy Brewer. Uh, that's right. Yeah, he's a fireman, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Number 32. 2003. Terminator 3. Rise of the Machines. Don't know how you're going to get this. Conan. Wrong. Damn it. Yeah, it's the Terminator. It's the Terminator. Number 33, 2003. Again, it would be silly of us to devote a whole episode to this one. Welcome to the Jungle, or the other title is? Uh, the Rundown, much better title. Um, I think he's probably just Man in Club, is he? Yeah, Bar Patron. Ah, yeah. okay. And not credited, because it's just art. It's a nice moment, though. It is good. It certainly is. Number 34, 2004. Around the World in 80 Days. Again, we're going to have to just put it together because it's just a little that's moment. well that's a sizable role actually oh um, I did not this is one I haven't seen yeah, actually I it, thought I'd seen all of them I haven't look I'm not going to say that that's a great movie but I had fun with it it's a perfect Sunday seen, afternoon I've movie I've just seen a clip of him what like playing a he's like he's, he's like a horny prince he's called Prince Happy number 35 2005 The Kid and I yeah I know I've never heard of it don't I I mean, I have, sorry, I have heard of the film, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's with Tom Arnold, and uh, he has a kid, uh, and he's playing himself again, okay. and, right, but credited enough. as Arnold. Sure. Number 36 is in 2010, mm-hmm. so five years later. That's, he's uh, in The Expendables, uh, the first movie, as, as... Now, this is where I'm going to get it wrong, because I don't think he's Mr. Church. I think that's... Bruce Willis's character. He's not Mr. Church, is he? I can't remember. What's he called in that? Trench. Trench, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Which I'm perfectly okay with, as much as I'm perfectly... That's yeah, fine. But they like, all have code names. Yeah, in that it's anyway. like They're Dutch. All... It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like Dutch and Predator. They're all just agency names. In 2012, it's number 37, it's Expendables 2. Trench. Good work. Number 38 is in 2013. That's The Last Stand. Mm-hmm. So he's a, sh- yeah, okay, he's a sheriff. Yeah. Is he another John? No. Okay. No. Sheriff. Not far off there. Leslie Magnum. <laughs> close. Not close. Ray Owens. Oh, yeah. Number 39, 2013 again. Escape Plan. What's his name? Oh, he's got an awesome name in that. He does. Finally, almost two decades into his career... He has a name that you could believe is actually his name. I'm going to kick myself because it is... Go on, what is it? Rottmeyer. No, I was thinking. R-O-T-T-M-A-Y-E-R. Yeah. And he looks great in that as well with the beard and he's let his grey hair in. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, uh, I Again, haven't seen it, the whole film. Yeah, that's a point I'm going to... I'll keep coming back to is that I think Arnie's best roles are when he's well cast. You could say that about any actor, but yeah. because he, he struggles to go outside of a certain range... It's not just, you know, when the part suits him, his build, his manner, everything. It, it does well, actually, because he's relaxed. He's not going outside his comfort zone. Number 40, 
2014. It's the first film he made in 2014. Book was released. Sabotage. Uh, that is a John. That's John Breacher Wharton. Good work. Good. How do you remember these? I don't remember any of them, even. Because the film was originally called Breacher. Interesting. Number 41, 2014. The Expendables, three. Trench. Number 42, 2015. Maggie. Um, yeah, I've not seen the film, so I'm going to let myself off the hook. Why would you remember? I can't, I can't remember. If you... But because I've read reviews and things like ah, that, okay. I, can, I, I can't remember. Yeah. He plays Wade Vogel. <laughs> oh, that works. Yeah, it kind of works. works. Yeah. Number 43, 2015, is Terminator Genesis. Now, interesting, because he's the Terminator, but... It's not what he's credited as. Is he credited as Pops? No. Oh, okay. All right. But it is interesting that he's not credited as, as Terminator. Is he credited as old Terminator? Nope. Oh, okay. It's, it's a... It's, finally, I think they've caught him on to, like, we can't just credit him as Terminator, right? Because he's not. So he is... Guardian. Mm. Yeah, lame, but still. Yeah, that is shit. Yeah. Well, that brings us up to date, I think. So I think it's, it's interesting when we look at that list, uh, if we just sort of very quickly talk about how there are distinct periods oh, within sure. that. Yeah. Um, and I would say anything pre-Conan the Barbarian, you can count as the, the early ones. And even though he had a couple of substantial roles, even a leading role in there, Conan was really the first time he had a lead role in a big budget movie for a studio and that is the one that launched him onto the path. Conan the Barbarian, yeah, yeah. 1982. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so he's already nine films into his Arnithology. But like I said, <clears> I haven't <throat> seen any of the ones yeah. prior to Conan. And so I agree. That's where I, I agree with you. I say that the first period is between 1969 up to 1980. And I call that, and um, let's come up with a better name, right? But I call it's it the, the early ones. The, yeah, the getting a break period. Right, sure. he's just trying to get a break. Breaking in, yeah, breaking in period. Um, so, so, yeah. so then for me, you've got the the, the sort of the superstar um, ascendancy, which it is, is an ascension. That's right, um, the rise, I call it. Okay, um, so that's everything, including Conan the Barbarian. I would say up until the end of the eighties. So, including twins. Okay, so we're going to differ, but. The end of the 80s is Total Recall, Kindergarten Cop. No, Total Recall's 90. Yeah, 90, so the beginning, right? So this is where we disagree. So I'd say the rise is between 1982 up to 1988 with uh, Red Heat. So you think Twins is a turning point? I Definitely. I've, I've called it, there's an overlap. And between 1988, or I'd say all the way up to... 1994, 96, he, he's starting to try and move away from the action film. Well, I think, yeah. what I would say is the period... I call it the beginning of the fall. He's falling. I, right? I, I, I don't think it's that it's not yet. Good. I think, I think not Twins, good movies. Twins to Eraser is Arnie the brand. It's the planet Hollywood years. That's what's happening, yeah? Yeah, but I think... Let's not talk about the quality of the films here. Let's okay. talk about his status, right? Oh, fine. His status does... He's, well, he's, yeah. he's pretty much without fail got a big tentpole movie in the middle of the summer every single year. Every year, right? yeah. And he's trying different things. 
Something happens after Eraser where I think the audience leaves him. I agree, and that's why the only films he's getting are... Well, having said that, what is it? In 1997, he's the highest paid actor for I, what? Something? Yeah, that in statistic? a big flop. In a big flop. Yeah, I agree. Fine. But if we're avoiding talking about the quality of the movies and we're just talking about Arnie's career and those and each what each period represents, yeah. I have to agree with you. It, he's right. He is riding the brand. And having said previously in this this episode that he's not somebody that rests on his laurels, I think he's kind of stuck with what do I what do I do next during this period of time? Because he is he's riding. But the, the whole climate. It's a ten year period. The whole of, climate of studio movies was changing. Yeah. Um, science fiction was making a comeback. Yeah. The sort of Rambo style movies were, were were largely gone, apart from on video. And Eraser, I think, when it came out, felt a little bit dated, a little bit desperate, almost. It is. And after yeah. that, I think yeah. what I'm trying to say is, from from that point on, from um, Batman and Robin through to Terminator Three, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, when he, that was his last major. Starring role, and he went off to go and work it in, you know, becoming a governor. Yeah, um, he's kind of all over the map. He's trying different yeah. things for sure, uh, but rarely with any huge success. And even um, Terminator Three, where he, but he was, had already announced he's retiring. Yeah, yeah. So, but even with Terminator Three, which was a massive budget movie, I think one of the most expensive ever made when it came out. Yeah, uh, and he was again getting one of the highest upfront salaries for an actor ever at that point it was mixed uh, a mixed reception and it wasn't yeah. it wasn't the massive high note that everyone thought he would go out on no and then after that he pops up in a few things uh while he's yeah. the governor but then the last stand through to uh now basically is it's the, the comeback it's the comeback i called and, it the same thing the comeback. and yeah. it, it, that's a big chunk you know there's nearly 10 years that he's taken yeah. out of his career at sort of age 50 yeah and trying to make a comeback and and give your audience what they're used to when you're, but also fresh, old, right? Yeah, exactly. And trying trying to, I mean, you can't really do another superhero movie because of the stink of Batman and Robin, and yeah. that's all people want to make now. True. So I think what we're starting to see with things like Maggie um, is sabotage. Is well. yeah, and sabotage. Yeah, is to try and take something. A, a, a little bit more indie, a little bit more different. Yeah. And actually, what I can do now that I'm older and people won't believe me running around hilltops yeah. and things like that yeah. is I'm going to try and stretch myself a bit. Agreed. And I haven't seen Maggie. I understand no. it, it's it's not a masterpiece or anything, but all of the accolades about it have been around his performance. Yeah. And I'm really curious to see that one. Yeah, uh, as am I. And ironically, maybe, it's not going to be ironic what I'm about to say, uh, even even after what you've said, that people don't necessarily want that. People want something different. And he's struggling to find roles necessarily that um, uh, satisfy uh, any remaining appetite there might be for the 80s action hero type film. Uh, we do have um, repeat performances, albeit small bit parts, in a franchise that I think is giving a big nod back to the action hero time unquestionably with yeah. aging action heroes in it being kind of cool and, and doing the best they can and that was its sort of unique selling point and I think yeah that's the why expendables we, we're talking about the expendables yeah. and i think that's why although it's it's not a terrible film so it's probably the best of the three uh people kind of 
didn't show up for Expendables 3. Yeah. Because Stallone, who's had a hand creatively in all of those films, said, uh, oh, I'm going to introduce some young blood in this. Yeah. And that's not why we turn up for this. We turn up for Wesley Snipes and Mel Gibson and Dolph and Jean-Claude Van Damme and all that. Yeah. So give us some more of those. Get Seagal in there, you know. But he's acknowledging. He's acknowledging. And they do. They, They... Each film, they're including more and more of these 80s action heroes. They're bringing them back and saying, hey, want to be in a style of film that you used to be in when you were young and still able to run around? And that's addressed explicitly in those movies. And I think it's highly appropriate for Arne to be a part of that. Um, Having said that, he does his own version of this that I think works. So even though we're saying he's going to do things that are age appropriate his brand appropriate or his new post governor brand appropriate he does come back with a, a film that works just fine which the, is the last, the last stand. stand yeah there's which, nothing wrong which, with it which and he does say things like someone says how do you feel and he says i feel old or something yeah so he's yeah. addressing it and he's saying this is what i used to do this is what i'm doing now i think it's a great comeback movie I th- it's yeah it's absolutely i don't have any problems with it yeah um I think uh, I think audience are starting to tire of that a little bit as well, though that thing of like, like self-reference. As long yeah. as as long as you just say, "Oh, I'm going to need a hip replacement," yeah, we can still CG your face onto a stuntman while yeah. you, you know, skydive from air, an exploding yeah. jetliner. Um, and I think it, it's much more interesting your age. to rather than do something, you know, tongue in cheek and try and have your cake and eat it, deliver this big spectacle while saying, "Hey, I'm a bit old for this," I know. Uh, is is to say, I'm gonna I'm just gonna do something different. Where I'm I'm the elder statesman, and, and I think you know, I'll be really curious to see if it does manage to get into production. But doing Legend of Conan as it is now, which has has been the script King Conan that's been yeah. floating around yeah. for at least twenty years, um, and going back and doing the story that was hinted at at the end of the first Conan film, uh, will be a brilliant move if. if if they get the right people on board for that, they get the right budget, and he commits to it, um, you know, wholeheartedly. Because Conan, although it's a, a kind of a goofy movie, he he, it's played straight. It's played totally straight. Yeah, and that's what that's what I want to see from him now. Yeah, I want to see that too. I want to see him. I want to see him taking himself seriously. And there's evidence to suggest that's exactly what he's doing, um, but not not in denial about who he is, who he's become, who he has been. And he's moving into a period of his career where I think he can just be Arnie post-governor without referencing, I used to be an action hero in the 80s, yeah. remember? And people don't need to remember that to enjoy his movies. You have younger people who have no idea what his movies were. Sabotage, I think, was an attempt to really just play a role that what was. It's going to be an interesting yeah. one to talk about. And yeah. I'm curious to, to see it again now that I know what it is. Yeah. Um, as with many of them. And I think yep. that's another reason why we're doing this, right? Yes, because although we're familiar with these films, I certainly have seen most of them out of chronological order. It'd be really interesting to build up a picture of what was his next move. Yeah. Um, and, and put a bit more context around it from his point of view, uh, rather than, well, and obviously, you know, we have the audience perspective, but um, yeah, hopefully that'll be interesting for everyone involved. Yeah. So the first film that we have actually already watched is Hercules in New York, and that will be the first episode proper. So please join us for that. 
until then, uh, I'd say uh, I guess that's it. Wrong. No sequel for you. Bye then. See ya.